Welcome back to the podcast. I missed you guys because if you guys are a regular listener, you probably noticed that I did not post last week. And I will explain that in a second. But that being said, I'm so excited to be here today. I'm just sitting out. It's four in the afternoon. I just prepped this episode and I am feeling very inspired and hopeful for a topic that typically wouldn't feel that hopeful. And that is burnout. I really felt called to do this episode today because there's something about going into a new season especially starting September, for some reason, I feel like things just amp up. I remember when I was at my agency job, there was just a lot of pressure when you started getting into fall and the holiday season because brands were just spending more money on ads. I feel like work amps up. A lot of you guys are probably back at school. It just seems like the pace kind of quickens up. And with that being said, I don't know if anyone else feels this way, but it's easy just to feel really excited about fall, all the cliche things like the pumpkins, the cooler weather, just that aspect of change, which is really nice. But there's a part of me that also gets really stressed. I feel like I need to start amping it up. I need to start pumping out the content, especially on YouTube. It's just a new season and it's good to feel inspired, but it can also be stressful. And with that comes a lot of burnout, a lot of just feeling like you are doing the same old, same old, a lot of like you're spread too thin. And so I really wanted to do an episode all about burnout ways that you guys actually deal with burnout, how you experience it in your life, whether that be in your work, whether that be in your health and wellness routine, how you guys actually combat it, how you feel better, how you feel inspired when you're feeling burnt out, my experience with it. And honestly, I want to start this episode by just making you guys feel heard that a lot of you guys are going through the same thing. But also to leave you guys with hope, there's a segment of this podcast is is just literally supposed to be meant to lift that burden to make you feel less stressed and to make you feel better and then leave you with practical tips. So obviously burnout is a complex issue and there can be a lot of different reasons why we feel the way that we do regarding it. I want this to be a hopeful positive episode. If you're listening to this on a Monday, I just want it to be a good start. So that is where my head's at with this episode. I really hope it's helpful. Feel free to let me know if it is. So last week, as you guys know, I didn't have an episode and for someone like me, the thing that's most important for me with my like social media career is consistency. I don't really miss uploads that often. If you guys don't know, I post two times a week on my YouTube channel and then I post one podcast a week, which doesn't seem like a lot, but recently I have been trying to edit my videos a lot better. I've been trying to just kind of take a different approach, think of new ideas, be more creative in that area. With that and doing a podcast that I never just want to throw anything up here, I missed an episode last week, which is not fun. I put a lot of pressure on myself and so I'm trying to just like get over it, but I'm really sorry that I didn't have one last week. If you guys don't know, our anniversary, our first wedding anniversary was last weekend. We went glamping, which was so fun. I have a vlog up of that if you guys want to check it out. Such a fun trip and was really enjoyable, but I will say I vlogged our trip, which I'm really happy I did. I chose to do that, so it's not anyone's fault, but we got back Sunday and we had planned to do this episode together for our anniversary that I was going to post on the Monday like right after, and I just got back and felt somewhat not guilty because it wasn't anyone making me feel bad. It's just like my own conscious feeling like, oh my gosh, I did an Instagram reel on this trip. 
I did a YouTube video on this trip. I really just want to spend the night, the two of us, just alone. And so I did not record that episode with Aiden. He was down, but I just felt this guilty conscious of, okay, it's our wedding anniversary. I need to just be chill and spend the night just with Aiden by myself. And so that is why there wasn't an episode. I do still plan on doing that episode with him. I'm not sure when. That is why I missed it. So I'm really sorry for someone who looks forward to the episodes every Monday, which is so kind. And the reason why I feel so guilty because I feel like I'm letting people down. But that's why I think with doing this job, you have to find the balance of sharing your life and trying to help people relate to your life, but also taking that time to do things off camera. And I just felt this pressure to, okay, you just need to take the night of not doing another piece of content, even though it could have been done earlier in the week and solved all the problems, which is why I'm really upset with myself. But it's okay. We're getting over it. That's my explanation. But I wanted to also share a high and low of the week. I was listening to my friend Natalie Barbu's podcast, who I love. She's just such a gem. She's doing so many different things, and she's just very inspiring, motivating, uplifting. If you guys don't know her, I'm sure you do. She has a podcast called The Real Real. Love her podcast. She's great. But she was doing like a high and low of the week, and it made me think, I think this would be something fun to do, at least just for this week. So I'm going to start off with the low so I can end with the high and to be quite honest I really had to search for a low this week I didn't really have something really it was a great week I have honestly been in a really just happy mindset lately a very positive mindset and obviously I go through things I struggle with things and I talk about a lot of those struggles on my YouTube videos but overall I really don't have any complaints and so with that being said, here's my complaint. No, but my low of the week this week is probably I am just craving some space. Every time we get out in the country and we're kind of out and we're in a house staying somewhere, I just really want to be in a house. I love our apartment. It's beautiful, but I really want a yard for our dog. I really just want to walk a dog in a place where there's not construction everywhere like again I love where we live I don't even think I'm ready to be in the suburbs yet but there's something about walking your dog when there's like glass on the sidewalk when there's construction on every street it's just not the most walkable place that we live and granted we can always drive and walk places but I'm just kind of craving space so this weekend our lease isn't up until July so this isn't like a thing that we're actually going to be pursuing fully, but we're going to go look at some townhomes and some houses in our budget realistically to see what we'd be able to afford if we decide to buy when our lease is up. I'm also not sure where we want to live though yet. This is like an area of stress in my life where I just, I don't know what we want to do, which is okay because we have time, but that is what we're going to do this weekend. And then my high of the week is actually a high that I feel like I don't have all that often. And I have been really social. I've been seeing a lot of friends and it makes me so happy. My friend Kelly, who used to live in Florida, she moved to Dallas. I've been spending a lot of time with her and she's just so sweet. I actually want to have her on the podcast. She's funny. You guys probably know her on YouTube. Her name's Kelly Stamps. She's just so fun to be around and such like a uplifting person makes you laugh and I think that's so good for us as people just to be with people who make us laugh and she's the best so I've been spending time with her we also went and we played talk golf with a couple of our friends last night some new friends 
it was a photographer that I had met and she was like, you should go on a double date with me and my husband. So we went and played top golf. So fun. So nice being around just like like-minded people, similar values. And then also this past weekend when we were in Austin for our anniversary, we met up with our friends there. And I just love having quality friends. And I feel like I'm at the point where I've known people and the relationships are getting a little bit deeper. You're getting more comfortable with people. And I just love that feeling when you kind of get past the surface level and you feel like you can actually really relate to people more and talk more. It's just such a nice feeling and I'm just so thankful for it. Aiden just texted me, he comes home in an hour and he just said, I have really big good news to share and I'm really excited. I hate, I want to wait for him to tell me in person, but you know that feeling when you want to get it over text? I'm so excited. I wonder what it is. I feel like I always have these monumental moments happen when I'm recording podcasts. Like that other episode the other week, one of my sisters had her baby and I promise I'm not checking my phone all the time. I just checked because I knew he was headed home. I just get worried something happened. So I was checking from him. But those are my highs and lows of the week. I'm pretty sure that's everything that I have to say. So we're going to go ahead and head into the meat of this episode. I'm sure you guys all know what burnout is, but I wanted to share a definition, just a straight up Google definition to kind of share if this is something that you're going through, maybe you don't realize you're going through it, you're feeling stressed, you're feeling anxious, and maybe it relates to this. The definition is a state of emotional, physical, and mental exhaustion caused by excessive and prolonged stress. It occurs when you feel overwhelmed, emotionally drained, and unable to meet constant demands. As the stress continues, you begin to lose the interest and motivation that led you to take on a certain role in the first place. So I think with burnout, whenever we think about it, it typically relates to work. So whatever work may be for you, that may be a very corporate job that's nine to five. It may be you're a mom and your full-time work is taking care of kids. It may be like a creative industry. There are just so many ways that you can feel burnout, but even beyond your work, I think you can feel burnout if you have a workout routine, a fitness routine, you feel burnout in your faith, relationships. And so I wanted to ask you guys specifically on Instagram, what areas of life you feel the most burnout in? And there are quite a few, so I'm going to read through all of them. And then I'm going to summarize kind of the four most popular ones that I read. These are not all of them. These were just like a couple of scrolls through my phone to see. So people said work, doing the same thing every day, working in eight to five, corporate work, keeping up with social friendships, medical school, university, chores and keeping up with everything around the house, work-life balance, cooking, college, the stress of feeling like you're behind in life, perfectionism in all areas of life, your work, your habits. Someone said they're a CPA, they're dealing with taxes trying to always please people, being a mom and also having a puppy, which I cannot imagine because I remember when Cash was in that prime puppy phase. It was insane. My routine, my relationship with my family, working so much during the week and playing house catch up all weekend, law school, workouts, admin tasks, email, apartment, mundane things, working full time, then balancing housework and social life, social settings, working in healthcare, which I cannot even imagine, especially right now, feeling sucked into hustle culture, but also wanting to live more slowly, my PhD, wedding planning, reading about current events, health and wellness, comparing myself now to where I want to be, sitting at a computer all hours of the day. 
so that was kind of just like a diverse range kind of everyone spitballing but the top four that I would say I saw were one work especially working a nine to five where every day is the same that one was really common a lot of people said that number two was keeping up with a house so dealing with chores especially when you work nine to five all week and then the weekend comes and you want to be social but your house is like chaos Number three is keeping up with friendships. And then four was just not being able to do it at all. People saying they can't balance. They want to have everything in order, but it's just not in order. If any of those kind of strike a chord with you, I just want you to know that other people are feeling that same way. And I definitely relate to a lot of these. And I wanted to share some areas of my life that I often feel pretty burnout. There's three main ones. And I think that I used to feel more burnout in my life than I do now, but there are some areas, especially when it comes to work, I can feel burnout. Always talk about when I lived in New York, when I was living a more fast-paced life, I definitely dealt with this more, but I can still share a few things. The first one is just being a content creator, and I always want to preface whenever I talk about this, I love my job, I think it's the best job ever wouldn't trade it for the world and I really do it's always like the top of my gratitude list that I do every morning it's like being able to do this job because I'm so thankful for it and I love it and I love you guys but I will say like any job there are a few things that are harder and I think the first thing is just the coming up with new ideas when you are creating content for like I said YouTube a podcast and now I'm trying to do a lot more on Instagram reels I'm also trying to do TikTok which are actually platforms that I really like I really like TikTok which I never thought I would because it feels a lot more creative kind of how when I started YouTube what it felt like but when it comes to handling all those platforms and you also want to put out things that you're proud of that you like it can feel overwhelming when you are constantly coming up with new ideas I don't like to get stuck in posting the same content over and over again I don't really want to recycle content it is hard because I also talk about simple living and slow living so I'm not living this life where there are a ton of new things all the time but it's easy to feel like I'm running out of ideas I luckily haven't really fully kind of like lost ideas at all it is hard when you're keeping up with those ideas all the time I also feel a lot of pressure to respond to people a lot respond to dms because again that's part of the job and I feel so guilty when I haven't responded to someone and when they've been following up specifically people will ask me to be on their podcast and I will just lose track of it because there are other things going on and it just makes me feel really bad because I'm so thankful for everyone that listens and keeps up with my content like the least I can do is respond and so I think that's another area and also just overthinking the setup I think when you work for yourself and you don't have a ton of structure so for me it's really just me but I also have a manager who helps me with negotiating deals and my management is mostly made up of two people so they help when I have a brand reach out I will forward it to them and they will help negotiate and then bring it back to me and then I also have a podcast network not like a network officially but I do my podcast through Anchor so I work with them for deals and that kind of thing for the most part it's kind of just me and I think there's a lot of pressure to have the right structure in place sometimes I'm like do I actually need people helping me can I be doing this myself? Should I? And then the other side of me is like, should I hire someone? I think specifically for the podcast, I'm really thankful and fortunate because I'm starting to get ads on my podcast, which I know has been a long time in the running. But the reason why I want those is because I want to hire someone to run an Instagram and also just to help me grow my podcast. But to be able to pay someone 
a good amount of money, I want to make sure that this podcast is being monetized. So that's an area I've been thinking about. And I think also when you're doing social media, you're just always thinking about if this goes away, I need something concrete. I need to create a physical business. I need to start selling a product. And so there's always this pressure of coming up with new ventures and then there's another side of me who's always thinking, like I said earlier, am I oversharing? Are there things that I should be keeping private that I'm not keeping private? And then when you've been doing it for 10 years like me, which is insane, you're just always thinking, am I pushing myself enough? Am I being challenged? Do I even want to be challenged more? And so there's just a lot of thoughts when you're in a job that's creative, that you're also working for yourself on, and that also is reliable but it's not like you're working a steady nine to five and these are thoughts that I struggle with a lot when it comes to my job that I think lead to a lot of burnout. I think another area I've been dealing with this a little bit but it's just my workouts. I'm not like in a weird phase with my workouts but I'm just kind of over them. I think part of it is because Sydney Cummings, my workout gal that I love on YouTube, I have a podcast up with her. It's one of my favorite episodes. She's so great. She got married. And if you guys don't know, Sydney literally uploads a new workout every single day. She's crazy. She's so, so dedicated. But she recently got married and she hasn't been posting like her daily workouts, which obviously she's getting married. Like this isn't any shade towards her. But because of that, I've done so many of her workouts that I'm feeling like, oh my gosh, I want something new. And so I think it's easy just to get used to your workouts, not feeling like you're pushing yourself fully. And I'm someone, again, who really values consistency, but it's easy just to not push myself, even if I'm working out five days a week like I normally do. Something that I want to do, though, is go back to F45. F45 is such a good workout class, if you guys don't know. I love F45, but I need to go back there because that really pushed me and definitely kicked my butt. But I think part of the reason why workouts haven't been a priority is because I've been focusing more on eating and just eating more nutritious foods. And so that's been my focus more than working out a certain way. But the last area for me is probably relationships. I think as you get older, there's just a lot of guilt around not keeping up with people. So maybe people you were friends with in college that now your life is just a lot different. For me, getting married, I never want to lose touch with friends who are in different life phases than me, but I also want to keep up with people who are in similar life phases as me. And I also want to grow new relationships. And so it can be hard when you're trying to focus on these old friendships, but also start new ones, but also check in on people, also check in on family. I mean, my family is growing so much. Everyone's having kids and I will sometimes sit back and be like, oh my gosh, I haven't reached out to this sibling in a while and I haven't seen this sibling and I haven't seen my niece or my nephew. And there's just a lot of pressure that you're not kind of measuring up in all your relationships. And even within our marriage, while this isn't something that Aiden's been like, oh my gosh, you're not focusing on me. I still always question like, am I being a good wife? And I don't want to get complacent in our ways just because it's been a year of marriage. And you can kind of see my type one brain with this episode where my brain is just in a lot of different places right now. But it's easy to put so much pressure on ourselves in all different realms of life. And so I wanted to kind of start this off. We're 20 minutes in and I'm really starting off, which is probably bad. But I think the first step if you're feeling burnout is to center your soul. And I think that that center is going to be different for everybody As you guys know, I'm a Christian, and so if I don't come back to my relationship with God and who God says I am and how I find my rest in Him, I am chaotic. I am stressed out. I'm all over the place. And so 
I think you need to come back to that center. And I think there's a few ways to do that. The first way I would say is just to figure out what is causing your stress and anxiety. Y'all know that I love gotquestions.org. It's like a faith-based resource that you can go to if you have a question on a certain topic, like literally any topic. And so I wanted to read this one that they did on anxiety. I think it's really helpful. And especially if you're a Christian, I think this is a good place to start. It says, Probably the best-known passage on anxiety comes from the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew 6. Our Lord warns us against being anxious about the various cares of this life. For the child of God, even necessities like food and clothing are nothing to worry about. Using examples from God's creation, Jesus teaches that our Heavenly Father knows our needs and cares about them. If God takes care of simple things like grass, flowers, and birds— Won't he also care for people who are created in his image? Rather than worrying over things we cannot control, we should seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things. The necessities of life will be added to you. Putting God first is a cure for anxiety. Many times, anxiety or concern is a result of sin and the cure is to deal with the sin. Psalm 32, 1-5 says that the person whose sin is forgiven is blessed, and the heavy weight of guilt is taken away when sins are confessed. Is a broken relationship creating anxiety? Try to make peace. Is fear of the unknown leading to anxiety? Turn the situation over to God who knows everything is and is in control of it all. Are overwhelming circumstances causing anxiety? Have faith in God. When the disciples became distressed in a storm, Jesus first rebuked their lack of faith, then rebuked the wind and the waves. As long as we are with Jesus, there is nothing to fear. We can count on the Lord to provide for our needs, protect us from evil, guide us, and keep our souls secure for eternity. We may not be able to prevent anxious thoughts from entering our minds, but we can practice the right response. Philippians 4, 6, 7 instructs us not to be anxious about anything. But in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be known unto God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. And you guys know I've talked about mental health. I don't think that just because you're anxious means you're not praying enough, you're not asking for God's counsel enough. I do believe in using medication. I was on medication for anxiety a little bit ago, and I believe that those are all really helpful measures. But I think if your just daily life is with this light sense of anxiety where you're worrying about things beyond a chemical imbalance in your brain, I think that that is a great place to start. Y'all also know that I love the book, The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry by John Mark Comer. And I feel like I can't do a podcast on burnout without reading from this. And so I wanted to share just a couple of lines from this book that I think are really good if you're also struggling with burnout right now. And I'll also be linking all the resources that I use. I always link them in the show notes if you're interested, but it says, it says, are you tired? Are you worn out? Are you burned out on religion? Come to me. Get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. How good is that line? This is an invitation for all the tired, the burned out, the stress, and all those stuck in traffic behind on their to-do list, reaching for another cup of coffee just to make it through the day. Anybody like that out there? Let me rephrase the question. Anybody not like that out there? He then talks a little bit, but then he says, if you want to experience the life of Jesus, you have to adopt the lifestyle of Jesus. As long as I'm repeating things one more time, if you want to experience the life of Jesus, you have to adopt the lifestyle of Jesus. When this clicked for me, it changed everything. To break it down, we read the stories of Jesus, his joy, his resolute peace through uncertainty, his unanxious presence, his relaxed manner, and how in the moment he was and think, I want that life. We hear his open invite to life to the full and think, sign me up. We hear about his easy 
easy yoke and soul deep rest and think, gosh, yes, heck yes, I need that. But then we're not willing to adopt his lifestyle. If the results you're getting are lousy, anxiety at a simmer, mild depression, high levels of stress, chronic emotional burnout, little to no sense of the presence of God, and inability to focus your mind on the things that make for life, etc., then the odds are very good that something about the system that is your life is off. The way you've organized your morning, your schedule, your budget, your relationship to your phone, how you manage your resources of time, money, and attention, something is out of whack. Jesus realizes that the most restful gift he can give to the tired is a new way to carry life, a fresh way to bear responsibilities. Realism sees that life is a succession of burdens. We cannot get away from them. Thus, instead of offering escape, Jesus offers equipment. Jesus means that obedience to his Sermon on the Mount, his yoke, will develop in us a balance and a way of carrying life that will give more rest in the way we have been living. People all over the world, outside the church and in, are looking for an escape, a way out from under the crushing weight to life this side of Eden. But there is no escaping it. The best the world can offer is a temporary distraction to delay the inevitable or deny the inescapable. That's why Jesus doesn't offer us an escape. He offers us something better, equipment. He offers his apprentices a whole new way to bear the weight of our humanity with ease. At his side, like two oxen in a field tied shoulder to shoulder with Jesus doing all the heavy lifting. At his pace, slow, unhurried, present to the moment, full of love and joy and peace. An easy life isn't an option, but an easy yoke is. And that book just gets me every time. So I think especially if you're needing a read on this, that is amazing. But the thing that I like that he talks about is my number two, which is just learning those unforced rhythms of grace. And I think you have to look at your life and question, is everything that I'm pursuing making me more like the person that I want to become? And for me as a Christian, it's about how I can experience the life of Jesus by adopting the lifestyle of Jesus, looking at his attributes, looking at the way that he carried himself and trying to emulate my life in that way and to be more like that. And that just brings me to my last point for this segment, which is just to reset your priorities. This is kind of my last, I would say, resource that I have. It's this devotional called Emergency Rations, Surviving the Struggles of Life by Philip DeCursey. A really great devotional. If you are struggling with I think especially a stressful time of your life. Maybe you are feeling anxious about the state of the world. Maybe you're just needing a sense of rest. I think that this is a really great devotional and it also is really challenging. It's not just fluffy. It's not just going to tell you what you want to hear. Definitely kind of hits close to home, but this was a devotional I read this morning and it was actually on setting priorities and I thought it was perfect, but it is easy to get drawn away from those things that should command our greatest attention and affection. An example of what we're talking about is to be found in Luke's gospel, where we read of Jesus's visit to the home of Mary and Martha in Luke. Upon welcoming Jesus into her home, Martha immediately sets about fixing the Lord Jesus something to eat and becomes distracted with much serving. Her sister Mary makes a different choice. She sits at the feet of Jesus and hears his word. She seeks fellowship with the bread of life himself. Mary's unwillingness to help in the kitchen bothers Martha, and so she makes a stink about it. Martha doesn't like Mary's choice. Interestingly, Jesus tells Martha that he liked Mary's choice. Mary had understood that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. According to Jesus, Mary had given herself to that which was most needful, that which was best, and that which would have had a lasting impact on her life. She did not allow the pressing crowd out the needful, the good to crowd out the best, and the temporal to crowd out the eternal. She made a choice based on what was needful, best, and lasting. When the film of our lives is shown before the face of God and the hosts of heaven, will it be as great as it might be? 
The answer to that question will depend on the editing we do during our days on earth. Some things in life are to be desired, pursued, and valued more than other things. Like Mary, we must not allow the pressing to crowd out the necessary, the good to crowd out the best, and the temporal to crowd out the eternal. Make it your mission to stay on mission. Learn to distinguish between what really ought to matter and what is mattering. And for me, quite honestly, the story of Mary and Martha has always kind of rubbed me the wrong way because I have always thought that Martha's doing a good job. She's setting the tone. She's making this great meal for Jesus. She's making sure that the place is clean. Like, who is Jesus to say that she's not doing a good job because she's not sitting at the feet of Jesus when she could be helping out, you know? That was always where my brain went, but it didn't click with me that, okay, Mary is actually doing the right thing. And although for someone who's a type one like me, I like to have everything in order. The reason that Jesus is praising Mary is because Mary is doing what is better. Martha wasn't focusing on anything bad. It just wasn't what is best. And I think when it comes to priorities in our life, there are so many things that are great things, but they're not the best things. And I think a lot of times when we're burnout and stress, to be quite honest, a lot of it is our own doing because we're just trying to do everything when we really could be doing the best thing, not just the thing that might be better in the moment. And so I wanted to share a few things that you guys actually share that helps you when you're feeling burnout, when you're feeling kind of this lack of motivation. People said finding inspiring podcasts, taking a real break to do what you love, changing perspectives instead of saying I have to, getting to say that I get to, doing things that recharges my soul, vacations, focusing on things I control, having God and good people around me, doing something slow, music, making lists of everything that needs to get done, using my diffuser, I like that one, that one's like a light one, planning out my day, talking about how I'm feeling, being active, getting enough sleep, power naps, prioritizing time with people who fill me up, admitting that you're burnout, which I think is also a good thing, escaping the dishes and just being present and leaning on God, which I think those are all really, really great things that help people kind of get out of a burnout mindset. I'm going to give you guys my list of things. There's just a few things here, but the first thing, and this is just very practical, but give yourself permission to set your own standard. I can't tell you how many times I will look at someone else's life and think, oh, I want that. Like she is working this great job. She's beautiful. She's got beautiful children. She's making all these healthy meals. And then I step back and there are two different ways I approach this. One, I'm like, okay, I would never be willing to work as hard as she's working to have that. So why am I thinking that? Or two, do I even want that? Do I even want that life? I think sometimes we see this standard that society sets that, okay, if you work 80 hours a week, that's what success is. If you have the perfect children, that's what success is. If you are the best mom, if you're the best wife, if you're the best student, that's success. And we just kind of believe that without actually looking in ourselves and being like, is that actually what I want? Is that actually the standard that I have for myself? And this is a journey I've been on recently. I've talked about this in the past year of just resetting my priorities and thinking, you know, it's okay to not be grinding all the time. It's okay to not always be looking forward to the next thing. Like I can take each day as it is and appreciate it. And obviously having goals is really important and feeling inspired and feeling fulfilled. But a lot of times I think we let society set our standard instead of actually taking the time to set our own standard ourselves. So I would say to step back, 
make your own standard. Maybe you don't want to be putting in all this work to be something that you don't actually want to be. Number two is one I talk about all the time, and that is just finding a small joy each day to look forward to. I think if you're one of those people who's thinking, oh my gosh, it gets to the weekend. I don't even have time for friends. I got to get my house in order. I've worked all week. I'm not doing anything that I actually enjoy doing. I think instead of kind of living for the weekend, find those small things you can incorporate into each day. And I do mean each day, like having one thing to look forward to. That doesn't mean seeing a friend every day. That doesn't mean going out to eat every day. That means having small, simple joys each day to look forward to. Like for me, I'm recording this, like I said, right before Aiden gets home. But when he gets home from work and Cash is all excited and we just have 30 minutes of me hearing about his day, him hearing about my day, that's one of my most favorite times of day. It's it's something that I look forward to so much and I don't have to pay for that. Like I don't have to go out and do that. But when I'm doing all this monotonous work, all this mundane work every day, it really is nice to have something small to look forward to. And I recently read this book. It's called Can I Have Joy in My Life by R.C. Sproul. And I want to read this because I think that this is so good. He says, Paul's admonition to believers to be joyful presupposes that believers can do something if they find themselves lacking in joy. He is right, of course, and the New Testament is filled with teaching on how to be joyful. The most basic method is to focus our attention on the ground of our joy, the source of our joy. Paul gives one of the most practical of those teachings in Philippians. Whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. This is a call to meditate upon the things of the Lord to turn our attention to things of God. When we find ourselves depressed, down, irritated, annoyed, or otherwise unhappy, we need to return to the source of our joy, and then we will see those circumstances that are sapping our joy in perspective. The circumstances of this life will pale into insignificance when compared to that which we have received from God. Sometimes our joy is determined by the intensity of the latest blessing we experience at the hands of God. We're always looking for the mountaintop experience for a spiritual high that will excite us and fill us with joy. But these intense feelings wear off. When I have things in perspective, I know that if I never experience another blessing in my entire life, other than the blessings I already have received from the hand of God, I would have no possible reason to be anything but overflowing with joy until the day I die. God has already given me so much to be thankful for, so much to provoke my soul to delight, gladness, and joy that I should be able to live on the basis of that surplus of blessedness and remain joyful all of my days. And that passage, I have it written down in my notes because anytime I am just feeling a lack of gratitude, feeling so discontent with my life, goes back to giving me the permission to just enjoy those small moments, enjoy those small things. And so have a small thing each day to look forward to. I really do think it helps a lot. Number three is to cultivate some sort of wellness routine. I know when I feel like I am my healthiest self, when my mind is healthy, but also physically when I'm eating in a way that gives me a lot of energy, when I'm actually working out and exercising and getting those endorphins pumping really does help a lot. Recently in the past month, I've started to kind of shift my diet to eating more veggies because that was something that I noticed. I just was not eating enough veggies. I would eat salads at night, but I wasn't actually eating vegetables throughout the day. And so I've been trying to kind of cut out more like processed grains and trade them out for more vegetables. And I feel so much better. I wake up feeling just light. I wake up feeling energized. I don't wake up feeling sluggish. It has helped so much. So I think 
that just goes to show that if you change those simple things, it can make dealing with the mundane aspects of your life a lot easier when you actually feel like your best self. And seeing people who fill you up, like I talked about seeing our friends, when you spend time with other people, we were talking about this on the car ride home from seeing our friends, it just makes your world seem less daunting. It makes you realize that other people struggle with the same things. It makes you realize that you can think about other people's worries more than your own. And also it takes effort. I think a lot of times I would think, oh my gosh, I need to hang out with people, but I wouldn't actually put myself out there to take the time to do that. And honestly, sometimes when I'm on my way as an introvert, I would be okay with staying at home and watching Gilmore Girls, but I know it's good for me. I'm going to feel so much better when I actually invest in other people, when I spend time with other people. And kind of in that same vein, spending time outside when I commute somewhere, when I work at a coffee shop, when I go work with a friend, it gives me new perspective when I'm doing work that otherwise would seem really boring and mundane. It feels more exciting when I'm actually doing it outside of my home. I also really love the aspect of pruning your life and I actually wanted to read you guys what it means to prune from a plant perspective. You guys probably know if you have plants that pruning is really important and it's defined as the act of trimming leaves, branches, and dead matter from plants. Pruning also plays into the overall health of a plant. You certainly want to maintain the well-being of your plants, train them to grow properly, improve quality, and even restrict their growth in some cases. All of this may be achieved with pruning. Pruning plants is a big deal for your lawn and landscape, but why? Too often, maintaining your plants is an overlooked chore. We sometimes think it's nature, we should just let it run its course, but you can actually take your home or your business landscape to the next level if you prune and trim appropriately. Pruning plants can enhance the aesthetic and longevity of your landscape. This frequently avoided task could save your plants from both insects and disease as well. And when I was reading that, I was thinking about how much that applies to our lives. There are so many areas of your life that if you pruned, if you got rid of the things that were just dead, whether that be bad habits, whether that be people who are not a positive influence in your life, whether that be spending time on tasks that aren't actually going to bring you to the next level, that aren't actually aiding in your life. There are so many different things that you can just cut off, you can prune, and you would feel so much better in your life if you didn't engage in those things. And for me, a big one in the past year has been shopping. I've talked about this a lot on my YouTube channel, but I used to be so heavily influenced by hauls that I watched on YouTube, feeling like a new season's coming, I need to buy all these clothes, which is great. I don't think shopping is bad. I realized that it was an escape for me. It was a means for me to feel fulfilled for a day after I bought something, then go back to feeling crappy because I was just trying to feel validated through buying things. And I've realized that I can wear my clothes that I've had in college and I don't need to always be buying a new dress for a new event or something. And y'all know I still shop. I still share things on my stories, but needing to feel validated through my shopping and cutting that on my life has just helped a lot. And then just asking for help. If you're in a phase of life where you need someone to help you, if you need help with childcare, if you need help with keeping your house in order, it is not a bad idea to ask for help to hire someone to pick up the slack where you just physically are unable to spread your time to. That helps a lot. I mean, that's what I did with my YouTube. I was trying to find people who could help me in areas of my business that I didn't feel as qualified for. And I think that that's a really good thing to do. And a lot of times we can be too scared to ask for help because we're worried about the process. We're worried we won't hire the best people, but I think it is really worth it to step out there and get help where you need it. And the last one I think that is so important is just to express gratitude. Ever since doing the five-minute journal where you actually list out your daily gratitudes, 
your daily things that you are thankful for. I have felt so much happier. Like nothing in my life has changed. I'm not making thousands of more dollars. I don't have 10 more friends. I don't feel like a hotter version of myself. I'm just being grateful for things that I've had all along, but I just never really took the time to thank God for does wonders when you're living a life where kind of going back to what that other person said of shifting that mindset of okay I have to do this too I get to do this there are people who would kill to do this that helps a lot and that's not meant to discount if you're struggling with things but just to know that it's okay to be thankful for things even when things may not seem like they're at the best place possible. And that is everything that I have to share for this episode. Again, I hope it left you with some hope. I hope it kind of just reoriented you. I hope it gave you some ideas. Again, I think that burnout is something that we just deal with in seasons. And I think knowing that this isn't just how it's always going to be, that you also have the ability to pray and change your perspective. That helps a lot. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you guys enjoyed this episode, feel free to let me know. I post mostly every Monday if you want to subscribe. Also, feel free to write me a review. That really helps the podcast. It helps us grow. So I'm so thankful for you guys. I hope you guys have just a great week and I hope this helps a lot. Feel free to also share if you're listening, if you're on a walk, if you are studying, if you are driving. Well, don't post while you're driving, but when you park, feel free to let me know. I would love to know how you're listening. Um, yeah, I will catch you guys in my next episode. Bye, friends. Mm-hmm.